You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where we've got a lot of ground to cover again. Kind of like life, it seems. That's good. Each and every day, you wake up and I just got a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. We're accomplishing something. That's, that's the hope. And we want to know what we can try to accomplish for you. And the way you can do that as part of the SMR Nation is call us at 214-702-9565 with any of your questions or your comments. Or I'm going to put out a personal plea. Uh, we get emails of people wanting to round out conversations from episodes we've had. Right? Uh-huh. Like, hey, yeah. what about this? This has been my experience. And a lot of them are people af- offering hope mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's been their journey. And that's one of the truisms we found across the years is that um, we're not alone in the struggles we've got. And other people have gone down it before, mm-hmm. are in it now. And sometimes a slightly different perspective or knowing I'm not alone carries a lot of weight. And so if that resonates with you in the sense of some topic we cover or a mm-hmm. guest we have, Call us in and leave your voice of of encouragement and of words to other people mm-hmm. that that can just help them. Mm-hmm. And we'll add that to the shows because that allows the community to help help support the community right. far more than us reading your words. But we'll take your emails too. Well, I'm not going to deny on that either. <laughs> at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Uh, that's how you can let us know what's on your mind or questions that you've got. Um, we also ask you to Go out and spread the word. Uh, jump on iTunes, rate and review. Leave a comment, please. Help us climb the charts um, because we want married sex to be shouted from the rooftops that it's the hotbed That's right. for married sex. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, um, we've got several different questions we're going to try to get through and um, wrapping up one from last week. Okay. When we Followed covered, through on last week. Okay. We covered the idea of uh, even vac- vacation sex has decreased. And so we've had some emails come in and a mm-hmm. voicemail come in to help round out that conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on the extended version, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash SMR Academy. Uh, we're going to dive into the world of what does respect mean? Mm. Because we have a wife that's emailed in. And the, the struggle that she has is her husband says he feels no respect. Okay. That's and so a big deal. what does that exactly mean? Because it may not be what we think it means sometimes and okay. how we come about it. And are we owed it or not? Good question. All that's coming up on today's show. So this is an email from a wife that's saying, I'd like to figure out how to get out of the rut I'm in with my husband. Historically, I've had a really high libido, and sex with my husband was amazing. Then I went through a long stretch of time where I was suffering from insomnia and tired all the time. It took me a few years to finally find a medication that worked to help me. Insomnia is absolutely horrible and often misunderstood, and it really ruined me for a while. During that time, my husband and I fell into a bad habit of my husband wanting sex and me not being interested or doing so, but not really being into it because I was so tired. It really hurt our relationship, and while the insomnia is now solved, we can't seem to get back on the same page sexually. There are times where we're both into it, and it's amazing, but other times he's already ready to go, and I'm not even close. When that happens, I start to feel the pressure 
about how can I get turned on and catch up to him quickly. When this happens, I get very turned off and even grossed out, and it ruins the whole night. He doesn't seem to know what buttons to push on me, and I've had a hard time explaining it. While I try, it doesn't seem to come across like I'd hoped when he tries new moves. Sometimes I need foreplay for the foreplay. I really thought we were incompatible, or maybe I wasn't attracted to him anymore, because it feels that way at times, until I found your show. Now I have hope, but I still haven't nailed down how to fix the situation. Also, there are times when he puts the move. I want to put the moves on him. It's not as often as, but it does happen. But I can't seem to make a move. I end up feeling frozen and afraid, and I have no idea why. I think it's because I know how much he would love it, and then it would be a big deal if I initiated. So that adds some kind of crazy pressure, and it paralyzes me. Help. There's two different things in this one. Yeah, okay. That I'm hearing. I'd love to know if, if you hear more well, you, you or, go first, or confirm what I'm hearing. One is obviously the insomnia wrecked a pattern they had. Well, that's where I was going is I'm I'm having a hard time. Is it just that the insomnia did that? Because it seems like now the insomnia is not the issue. Correct. It's just that it wrecked a pattern. So it's not like it used to be. That's that's one of the bigger ones I think we get caught in. It's because in the easiest way to answer that is we don't go backwards. Mm-hmm. We don't go recapture something we already had in the same relationship. That's because we can't have the same chemical concoction mm-hmm. that was there early. Won't repeat itself in the same, most likely. There are exceptions, but those are extreme. Right. So so what's your new... But the, uh, the other one was... This idea of, well, we need to expand on that a little bit because I've got a couple of different thoughts. Okay. Um, But then the other one was this idea of when a partner who she says she's a higher desire, right? That she's not, they're not a huge difference is what it was describing before insomnia hit. Okay. Right? If I I remember that right on the way I read it. But she has times where she'll want to initiate, but she doesn't because she knows he would like it. And that's an interesting phenomenon that I see a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's our worth, sadistic side that we talk about, I, right? That could be um, that it's, it's, it's a power move of withholding. Um, it's, it's an element. And you don't even realize that's what you're doing sometimes. Sometimes. Right? But it also is this idea of what is it that we have difficulty sometimes sharing pleasure or sharing good things or, you know, because there's some family of origin and patterns that some, some of us will have that it's like, yeah, I don't want to just expand that out. I want to keep it all for myself. As weird as that sounds. Well, it is, it couldn't also be that there's some things outside of the, the bedroom, right? Outside of the sexual arena that, I'm not real happy with the way the relationship's going in other arenas. Right. Thus, so then, why do I want to provide you pleasure here? So then the story that you're that we could be telling ourselves in this, Pam, would be this idea of it hasn't been earned. Right? There's there's this record keeping. At least from my perspective. Will. Right. Yeah. And and I think that's a reality of a way we can operate. Because I, I will jokingly bring up with clients um, when, when this kind of theme comes through, because there are aspects of it is so easy for the worst in us to, to score keep. Sure. Right. To scoreboard sure. this thing. And so when I start to get a theme of that, I usually will try to disrupt it with some sort of a question along the lines of, so do you guys actually have a jumbotron in your house or is it just a small scoreboard? 
to keep track of all right. of this. Because right. if you're going to do it, let's do it right. Yeah. I mean, let's get you the full on display with you could you can even get advertisers and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just to prove the point of we so easily do this mm-hmm. and some of it is just human nature because we will have in our own mind yeah i did that last time and the time before and the time before but then i think you have to keep coming back to this idea of but who do i want to be in the context of the relationship not is it reciprocated in kind or not who do i want to be yeah, that's hard to live out uh, way too often, mm-hmm. right? I, I want to be this, but... <sighs> but that's how we actually create the more solid, flexible self, mm-hmm. as Schnarch would frame it, is this idea of I am led more by who I want to be rather than how it's responded to. Because the other validation makes it easy mm-hmm. or easier, you know, if I'm playing some role, fulfilling some aspect, and it's constantly confirmed, it's easy. But when I do it and it's, it seems unnoticed or it doesn't help, it's harder. Because mm-hmm. I have to look at my attachments. I have to look at what I've added to it. And I have to look at my own value and how I deem what I'm offering and what I'm doing. And that's why we've used the phrase of how do I earn my own, earn my own self-respect with the moves I make. Okay. So back to her with, okay, it's, it's different now. The mm-hmm. The routine is broken because of insomnia. Now they're in a different season, right? Right. Life looks different. Right. So coming at it from this new role, coming at it from sometimes I don't do something because I know he would like it. How do I start looking at myself then? How does she start looking at herself? to bring this part of this aspect of the relationship back into the picture. I love the framework of asking yourself the questions of what story am I telling myself in this context? As I look back at it and I'm I'm at the middle of it, maybe Mm -hmm. what stories do I tell myself? And are they accurate? Exactly. Are they, are they a real picture of what's going on? Typically they are accurate as I see it. (laughs) <laughs> perception is reality right because there is because this is not discounting it and making it to where it will create a new fairy tale that's not that's not what we're talking about Mm-mm. here i am talking about how do you take the data of what's being presented and the interaction that's going on and your role in it and what story is that is it is it like is there pressure what does the pressure say is there frustration because um all the time that we missed because of the insomnia and how that wrecked it. What story do I tell myself about that? Yeah. Do you have in the back of your mind that that's going to come back into play again? Right. Or a fear. we can get caught about this whole water under the bridge, spilled milk, the stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we, the regret of, I just wish. But yeah. We, everyone faces that to some degree, but you're still here now. What do you do with that? We've heard this before. Um, from different members of the academy, um, from people that we've walked alongside for a while, mm-hmm. that uh, when you come across some message and it really does resonate, and then one of the things we'll often hear about Sexy Marriage Radio is, man, I wish I would have found you guys 18 years ago, which we weren't on the air then. But <laughs> but my, my immediate thought in that sometimes is, would it have meant the same as it does now? 
Right. Because a lot of times when, when, when something really resonates, we have to realize it's the pain and the struggles we've gone through that make some of the things that bring us hope really resonate all the more. Sure. Because sometimes I'm not in a position to understand it yet because mm-hmm. I haven't found the, the struggle real enough to deal with it yet. Mm-hmm. To do something about it. And so it is just looking at it as, yes, it's the insomnia did disrupt you. So the pattern needs to be created now, not recreated. What do you do with who you are now on how you both approach what's gone on and what goes on so that you're facing things to create something new? It's like a new chapter in a book. Mm -hmm. So this is chapter whatever, post-insomnia. Now what do you do? Well, fellas, it's time for spring cleaning. The carpets are going to need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn's going to need mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. It's time to join the other four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping if you use our code SMR. So to start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer and get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did I mention that it's waterproof? It's equipped with an LED light, so you'll know you'll, it'll be a major asset to your new shower routine. I absolutely love the Lawnmower 4.0 because it takes away the concerns of nicking or cutting the areas of my body that I'd prefer not to nick or cut. Now, I can also finish off my grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, which is the perfect razor for shaving on my face. Because let me tell you, fellas, if you're using the Lawnmower 4.0 on your nether regions and your face, you're doing it wrong. The start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in, in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. They're committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men from the ages of 15 to 35, and they're giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of the We Save Balls initiative. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code SMR at manscaped.com. That's right, it's 20% off and it's free shipping, and you use our code SMR at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits, and it's time to upgrade your life. So this is a follow-up to the conversation we had last week, Pam, on the husband that wrote in about vacation sex has even decreased that he used to always look forward to it with yeah. his wife because she was some t- and somewhat of a just different woman right now on vacation she's kind of oblivious not even right and so this is not interested. the only message we got on this thread yeah we got a few and yeah. so here's here's one side of the conversation to add i just listened to today's podcast and i'm very interested in the listener who related his wife's declining interest in, in him sexually including their previous red-hot vacation sex. However, I saw what I thought was a huge red flag and surprised it was not discussed at all. The listener described a recent drastic decline in his wife's attention to him. Clearly something shifted in the relationship, though it seemed added almost as an afterthought, the mention of his wife's recent renewed interest in physical fitness seems now worth talking about. There's nothing wrong with getting fit. I've known many adults with sudden and physical fitness coincided with a divorce or an affair. Sometimes people get fit and attract a new love interest, or perhaps they get fit in preparation for becoming single. I've also known those who increase their own fitness level and then resent it when their partner does not exert the same effort. Is any of this at play with the listener? 
It's hard to know, but it's certainly worth considering. Because it does change the dynamic. It can. On how we are Mm -hmm. feeling about ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. And also, is there something else going on? You you and I both talked about that last week Mm -hmm. after the episode. It's like, yeah, there could be a nefarious thing happening here. Mm -hmm. That's a possibility. Absolutely. But it is interesting because I think of this in the dynamic of how when one person's status changes be it physically, emotionally, um, professionally. You know, so you think of the different couples we, we I hear about of, mm-hmm. you know, I put them through med school and then they dropped me. Right? Because yeah. it's a different status in the way they see themselves, in the way they conduct themselves and carry themselves or, and left behind. Or it's or, just a journey that you were on separately, you know, right. because one of you has so much time devoted to this thing and the other is doing everything else um there's it's just different journeys well and, and it's different a, life experience absolutely it's a reality and i even heard this in grad school mm-hmm. a couple of professors talked about when we were when i was starting grad school going yeah. through all the way with the doctorate a couple of professors made a comment of to those of you that are married mind your marriage during this process because yeah. growing in that manner can be real struggling for a relationship and some of them don't survive. And it's, it's just interesting to think about they're onto something there, but then we also had this message. Hey, Corey. Um, I think you may have left something undone on episode 565 titled even vacation sex has decreased. Um, I'm a high end fitness enthusiast and there was a, part in there that she, uh, that the man had said that, and I quote, that she's gotten fit in the last couple of months and uh, dedicated to look amazing. She follows an awesome program and is dedicated to the program to those in the community. Um, several of us in the fitness community understand that when you start to get leaner, a lot of times your sex drive goes down and it's uh, relative to your leanness and um, your body, when you have less body fat, just thinks you're less primed for reproduction and that can explain the sudden change that he was mentioning over the last couple of months uh in her also he said she was available for sex but not pursuing it and that's a classic sign from some of us the traffic in uh this arena and so uh long-term lean lifestyle for those that are trying to get beach lean or six-pack lean um most of us know you're going to end up with a low sex drive or going to end up supplementing with a hormone replacement therapy or something like that. Opposite is when somebody's overweight and they start to lose weight, they might be more primed for sex. They get a little confidence boost. But if they continue to lose weight, you end up with diminishing returns on that. So you guys did great on the psychology side, but there's a physiological side of this, too, um, with hormones and all that that plays in that I think could have been touched on. But you guys, you're doing a great job, and we appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks for that call. It's always interesting um, to hear other perspectives and and good to get kind of a rounded out on that journey. Yeah, I think what is interesting to me is this idea of the biology of the human body and how Mm -hmm. um, there is so many things at play (laughs) that happen with us as we change, as we grow, as we evolve, and then as we change and grow and as evolve. That just the mere, just the mere fact of, yes, the body is designed and, and catches the cues that's really 
largely surrounding reproductive capabilities. Because it's like for the species, the benefit of the species, mm. right? Like what's the ideal look? It's different several decades, year, centuries ago than it is today. It's different as far as you think of what is, what's a human supposed to look like. That we've changed on weight and style and diet and all of these things are at play in factors. Mm. Right? Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. I just like that. Yes, lifestyle has changed. I don't know. I just go back to the, you know, you get multiple responses here with varying degrees of what could have gone on with this what else is collar. Happening? And there's so many um, variables at play in every relationship. I think it's just worth um, giving all those their due mm-hmm. and their air. And hey, may- maybe something along along these responses helps the gentleman who had emailed in hopefully so yeah and and i think it's just also seeing it as th- this just to tie the two message segments today together of what is it that makes us to where cuz going back to last week he made the comment of she's not the pursuer like she once was but she's still available mm-hmm. and then in this in the email in the first segment um she was talking about he would be interested in she'd have a hard time getting involved and catching up. And mm-hmm. what is it that makes us take so personally when my partner participates but isn't completely enthusiastic? What is the story I tell myself with that? Well, it it, it makes you feel not wanted, not desired is my gut. Th- that's the initial that's initial my, story? Yeah. My okay. partner's not excited about it. Does that mean that they don't want me? Well, I want to be wanted. Fair. But I think it's also digging deeper into it to ask yourself, okay, but what is the whole story still? Not that you're letting people off the hook or you're, you know, you're trying to shade or change the, the message, but is there nuances in the way I can look at it that would actually be beneficial for the both of us? Sure, and that's easier to look at when you're 10 steps away from it right. the next morning, but not... It's just like the, you know, when people talk about, well, when you're arguing, use I statements. And well, when I'm in the heat of the battle, I'm not doing that. There's not right? I statements going when on I, in our house when we argue. No, when, when you're in the middle of something or when you're getting um, rejected, you're not thinking about what the other stories and messages are typically mm-hmm. at that point. It, um, ideally, maybe we can all get closer and closer and closer to that to react better, mm-hmm. but that's not always how it is. No, it's not. Up. And so I guess to, to wrap up this part of the show today, it's, it's probably easiest to land on the phrase for both of these segments um, of how am I dealing with the spouse I have, not the one I wish they were? Because then I'm dealing with the data that's being presented as it's being presented. Because yes, things have changed. The vacation wife is different than what she used to be. The insomnia wrecked a relationship from what it used to be. But how am I dealing with what it is now, with, with what's present now? Mm-hmm. That's the best path forward all mm-hmm. the time because things will change. Yeah, what's different in me now? How, how am I different now? Not just the relationship. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the 
repercussion of it. Mm-hmm. How am I different and what can I do with that? Right. And that's, that's also, you're kind of framing it like this, Pam, the way I'm hearing this is how am I dealing with my relationship to my relationship? Oh, well, there you go. Cause that's my side yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And when I can look at it that way, I have a better likelihood of handling my side of the equation and taking responsibility for my role and asking better questions and looking at facts as they really are mm-hmm. to then make better decisions or better moves. And then I see how my spouse responds, mm-hmm. which this is going to tee us up perfectly for moving into the extended content about respect. Good. Okay. okay. And so I'm not, I'm going to, we'll read an email in the, in the extended content, but okay. this is one of those topics. I think that we get a lot of nuances within this kind of a larger topic mm-hmm. of, yeah, but my spouse claims this when Am I missing that or is it skewed to their favor? I mean, we get a lot of different things. Well, you don't respect me. You don't love me. You don't cherish me. You don't pursue me. You don't desire Mm -hmm. me. Well, what's my role in that too? That's where we're heading next. Okay. So this just stands out to me today that there are a lot of instances in life, particularly in marriage, where there are so many ways to look at it and they're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on what well, this could be set worth exploring. This could be, doesn't mean the way it might, where it might lead to is right, but it's part of how we look at it, that there's a lot of different options and lenses. Sure. Some, some not wrong. Maybe some are better than others. Some can be more productive. Absolutely. Uh, I would say some of them are wrong. Okay. Well, I don't. I just just because they may not lead to a good ending. <laughs> That's fair. So wrong is a wrong word. Ah, there we go. Ah. With a double double word in there. But there's so many different things at play. There's so many different yes, layers yeah. to things that go on. And how do I just have the courage to look at all of them and see what I need to do next? I think our gut kind of help point us in the right direction there if I'm go. willing to have the courage to ask and look at the different lenses mm-hmm. that there are. Mm-hmm. And so the only lenses that are missing from today's show are the voices of the nation continuing to add more flavor to the conversation. We love flavor. And so if you want to add your thought or whatever we left undone or your perspective or your encouragement and hope, please call us 214-702-9565. Uh, make an audio recording and email it or just email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing to take a little bit of time out to spend this with, spend it with us. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.